0: Hey, everybody, it's Michael Rosso, Film Photography Podcast. And I'm turning the microphone over to Lester Lazenby. I'm, I'm
1: tired,
2: right? White
1: Show, White Show.
3: White Show,
1: White Show, White Show. Hey, we're back. Show,
0: Show,
4: Hello, everyone. This is the Film Photography Project, and I am here today with. Michael Rosso. Hello, everybody. Matt Marash. Hey. Mark Dezel. Hi. And Mark O'Brien. Howdy. And here, I'm sitting in my own seat. Nobody (laughs) touched my seat. Leslie Lazenby here. So what have we got going on? Anything special? Oh, you know what? Since it's so cold, why don't we start off... it's always cold here. It's always cold. Why don't we start off with a Russian camera? Uh, Anybody got a Russian camera on it?
2: My hands tucked into my...
4: Armpits. My
2: coat. Uh, I got a rush. I haven't even taken out of the case yet. We just we just walked in here. We Don't did. rush into it.
4: Me as a boot, Matt.
2: <laughs> I have a boot. Meat is
4: a boot. <laughs> I'm a
2: boot. Did, did you say keep... meat
5: is a boot? Yeah, and <laughs> it goes around it and it totally and I'm, a <laughs> I'm a boot. I'm a boot to say something. <laughs> <laughs> take it away, Mark. All right, well today
2: I have brought the Zenit C tiny little SLR camera. Speaking Ooh. of tiny SLRs. Oh yeah. Do
4: you know what that looks like? It's uh, like an alpha. Yeah, you and me both, buddy.
2: I know one person with an alpha. He let me touch it. <laughs>
5: Ooh,
4: hello.
2: <laughs> so this is the uh, second in the very long series of Zenit SLRs uh, that have been around since the mid '50s.
4: So there's not an A and B.
2: There's not. Wow. It went from the Zenit one to the Zenit C. So there's no two. There's no B.
4: Just there's see my camera. ZXC.
2: Exactly Because uh, The C In Cyrillic is S Which stood for Sink
0: this No Yes <laughs> oh, <God.
2: laughs> He doesn't even have his glasses on. <laughs> He means business now <laughs> um,
3: uh, So I, the oh. Flash syncing on
2: this was the, was the major difference Between this and the original Zenith one uh, This uh, Came out in 1955 It's not quite German or Japanese level of mechanics, but it's very good. It feels really good. Uh, a lot of the later Zeniths always felt a little kind of plasticky and flimsy. Uh, this this still feels really nice. It's it, it's 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 Germanesque, I will call it. Uh, they were made in the KMZ factory, just uh, in a suburb of Moscow. Um, KM, uh, KMZ was uh, the company that also brought you uh, Moskva mm. Fed oh. yeah, you the go. original Horizon cameras mm-hmm. and the Zorky cameras oh, yeah. so the this was ones. this was a big this was a big factory, this is an early version uh, early brand for them was the, uh, the uh, Zeniths. Uh, the one I have here says Zahum! <laughs> I, have, I have one of the Russian ones that doesn't actually say z- <laughs> the Americanized ones said Zenith Z-N-I-T-H dash Z- C. Mine says, apparently says Z-E-H-U-M with a squiggle over it. I forget what you call those. A Nunez yeah. dash C. It's got a good range of shutter speeds from a 25th up to, uh Sorry, I'm looking at the, something else. From a 25th up to 500th plus B. Uh, it has a really uh, a really nifty old feature that's completely extinct right now, which is an adjustable flash speed sync on it. So you can adjust your sync from 0 milliseconds, which is electronic flash, variably all the way to 25 milliseconds, which would be like a slow... Bulb. Uh, like a M bulb. Yes. Uh, which is kind of cool. It's got a little lever on that. So you're like, oh, I, I'm going to put it at about a 13 for this next shot. It's I just tricky. love the fact... The Zorkies had that, too. Yeah. Really, yeah. Because there were there were a bunch of different flash bulbs. So I guess yes, in that Soviet were. manner, mm-hmm. you use what you got. So if I had an F-bulb or an M-bulb or a whatever, you could adjust this and, and dial it right in, which is pretty cool. So in this day and age, obviously, we're going to leave it at zero at all times. It does have a PC port on the front. No cold shoe, hot shoe, anything so you'll have to put your fra- flash your flash on a bracket. Your flash on a bracket. Blacket. Bracket. A flash on a bracket. This is going down real <laughs> <side>. no, quickly.
5: <laughs>
2: All right, I'm done.
5: Pass the camera. Um, it has Thank a, you, Mark. Uh, yeah.
2: It has a thumb wind advance with uh, a shutter counter on the top uh, and a top-mounted shutter release that will accept a cable release, which is nice. You can also lock it. It has a little lock that you can because the, the, pretty much the highest thing on the camera is your shutter button, so if it's in a bag, it'll keep it from, from going off. It has the, uh, the ZM39 thread mount, so it's a 39 mm thread mount. It's almost the same as the Leica thread mount, the Leica 39. You can put Leica lenses on it, but because of the placement of the focal plane, they won't focus to infinity. So if someone happens to have a bunch of Leica lenses kicking around, and a Zenit body, and they, they're not going to be taking pictures of things that are too far away. You can put these two, two things together. Uh, the, the camera came standard with a 50mm 3.5, the Industar 50 lens, which is what this one still has on it, and that's what I've, what I've got on it now. Uh, you can pick them up on eBay. Oh, and my, uh, sorry, one I- more thing, which is... My least favorite feature of all time. That's what I was going
4: to ask you. Bottom loader. It's a bottom feeder. <laughs> it's a bottom feeder.
2: It's the, yeah, the lamprey of cameras. I, <laughs> I have not shot with this camera. I do have the Zenit 1, and I had a nightmare of a time. It never worked properly for me. I tried to load it three times, and it never worked properly, and I vowed to never, ever use it again. Uh, but I will I will give this one a shot. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, I just recently got this, but... Um,
4: You've ran it through its paces, though, and... Every, the, the shutter, shutter all speed work good.
2: good. You can't look through the back of it, obviously, to make sure that everything's lined up. That's and right. My, my curtains every, are working. I don't fix. know. I just have to run a, a roll of film through it. I'll put some Kodak gold through it, uh, and hopefully it'll work. But, and I do have the original <laughs> spool, luckily. Uh, they're, they're not mm. not super common in the U.S., but you can pick them up on eBay. They're not, they're not that much. $40, $50. Oh. You know.
6: They're pretty compact. Yeah,
2: it's very. It really is a, it's really SLR. a nice looking camera. Yeah, it feels nice. I like the the black kind of leatherette on it. It yeah. feels very soft. And considering the age of that thing, yeah, it's in really nice shape too.
4: Have you cleaned that black? Because no. that looks new. Yeah, it's it, it, so shiny and reminds- because
2: if you, when you touch it, you see it's not like that usual papery leather. It almost mm-hmm. feels yeah. like a paint, like a textured yeah. paint. It's it's very very durable.
1: Is this all that you have to remind you of the fun of last Christmas? Ornaments, gift paper, ribbons and bows. Well, this year, with a brownie movie camera, you can save the truly wonderful things of Christmas. The rapture on the face of a child seeing his first Christmas tree. The excitement of a boy getting the one thing he wished for most. All the love, happiness, and joy of Christmas. Yours to enjoy again and again in beautiful big screen movies. You'll get all the action and color with a Brownie movie camera. And now you can have both the camera and the new easy-to-use Brownie 8 projector in this complete outfit for $78.25 or as little as $8 down. This week, visit a store that displays this sign. Give a Brownie movie camera so your family can take movies and make this the best Christmas they'll ever remember.
0: Hey folks, Michael Rosso. Just a quick note about shooting home movies on film. The Film Photography Project has brought back the regular 8 format and now offers film, developing, and scanning right in our online store, filmphotographystore.com. As a matter of fact, we support filmmaking across the board with not only regular 8 film, but a full line of Super 8 film. And 16 millimeter film, including some brand new exclusive film stocks. Check it all out, filmphotographystore.com. Find your parents, grandparents, home movie camera, and start shooting. Or head over to a thrift store, car boot sale, or eBay.com. Pick up a camera and start shooting some movies on film. Home movies on film at the Film Photography Project.
4: How about Mark O'Brien? What you got for us today? Well, that it, looks like a cute little point. And it shoot. is a cute
6: little point. shoe. This came to the FPP donation program, and it's a Minolta HiMatic AF2. Now, I
4: sold tons of those. Did you? I well, did. They,
6: I, I had one of these back in the 80s. I sold and, it to you. Like, no, you didn't. <laughs> I was not down anywhere near Ohio. Um, it's a nice camera, and I'd forgotten how nice it was because after I had this, I got a, a Pentax MESLR, and, and uh, of course, I thought rangefinders were, especially point and shoots, were not my mm-hmm. thing anymore. But now that people are looking at these old, older film cameras and some of these uh, rangefinders, they want things that might be good for street cameras and all that, or just reliable uh, point and shoot cameras. And the AF2 is a very nice camera. Now, the reason I took this one home with me is because it wasn't working in the beginning, and the flash is not working. So no matter what I've done, the flash in this one is not working. So that limits its usability somewhat.
4: Oh, I didn't sell you that one.
6: No, you didn't. <laughs> Definitely um, affects the usability a bit if you're indoors. So, And I blogged about this on Random Camera Blog back in uh, mid-December, and I said, it's interesting how one changes an opinion about a camera over time. and. Right? And so at the time, I had one of these, and I knew I go, "Oh, I, I really want something better than this." But then, as time passes, you think, "Oh, it wasn't such a bad camera after all." What well, was once considered a modest point-and shoot that was really neither full-featured nor extremely compact, because it's not really tiny, um, especially compared to the stuff that came out in the late '80s. It's now a kind of a desirable camera. It's got a really nice rock or 38 millimeter 1.28 lens on it takes 46 millimeter filters it has um
4: isn't that unusual that a point and shoot will take filters yes that, mm-hmm, the that long is long threaded
6: is, is usual i got i've just got a, a skylight filter on it right now because i don't have a, the, the, it was missing the lens cap um it doesn't have D, does not have dx code you can set the iso goes from 25 to 400 it's a little window around the lens for the uh light meter
4: What does it operate on battery-wise? Something funky or something? No,
6: it takes two AA batteries, which is really nice. Oh, great. So, yeah, this came as a not-quite-working donation. Um, however, I've taken it out and shot a couple rolls with it out and, out and about. I like it. It's, a, it's got a self-timer. The viewfinder is very nice. Um, if you have a 400 ISO film there, you can shoot indoors with it. The, the shutter speed will go down to, I forget what the lowest speed is, 1 eighth to 1 4 thirtieth of a second. It came out in 1981. The original suggested retail price was $248, mm-hmm. which is a, some big it, bucks back then. It was, but I'll
4: bet you it probably was on the shelf at that $199
6: price point it was it probably was and then it was replaced with an improved af2 that had i think the the improved af2 had dx coating i'm not sure but there was some difference in it oh i know auto wind this one is not auto wind. wind yeah it's a thumb winder which actually I prefer um, because it makes a lot less noise. Aperture is to f2.8 to f17. Again, a little odd, but then you've got the max shutter speed at 1 430 of a second, so that's a, some compensation there. It's auto-programmed by the camera. Flash sync speed is 1 40th of a second. Um, but this this flash does not work. And there's no external flash contacts on the camera. Uh, it's a little pop-up flash. Um, the focus is auto from one meter to infinity. It's got parallax color- correction in the viewfinder. Um, the red LED in the viewfinder indicates focus. And it's usually as one person, many persons, and mountains. Again, you can preset the AF because if you've got a, you know, a strange background or the sky, it sometimes has a hard time focusing on, on to infinity. So you can pre-focus that um, by pressing the shutter button down halfway. It's got, again, it's got the self-timer and it's also got a tripod socket on the bottom. It weighs about 14 ounces with batteries, so it's not extremely lightweight, but it's not extremely heavy either. If you find one of these in good working condition and you wanna go out and do some shooting with it, give it a try. It you'll be the, the lens is very sharp. Now the the only cameras that might be similar to this at the time in terms of size and, and features came a little bit later actually and it was that Canon AF thirty five and the Nikon L thirty five AF. And they have very similar specs overall Maybe a little bit of differences in the uh, in the focal length and aperture range, but otherwise they're not all that different. So
4: There was a feature on that that made it actually a very, I don't want to say an easy sell, but it just kind of clicked with a lot of people. And When you look on the back of that, you see a little window with red and white stripes in it. Right. And that was a little wheel. And if your film was caught and loaded properly every time you'd take a picture, that little red and white stripe wheel. Kind of spins. Right. And if it, it, yeah, and if it just stays still, it's not loaded or your film wasn't loaded properly. There is no film
6: door to see if there's film in there.
4: That was a nice little cell feature on that camera.
6: Another feature on the back, it's got little um, label instructions. It says beep, 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 out of focus or flash range and beep, low light, use flash.
5: (laughs) Uh huh. So,
6: um, Anyhow, as a precursor to the Minolta Talker, I guess. A little <laughs> more I'll subtle. Pass this around. A little got,
4: more subtle. It's got a roll of film in it. Send it that way. I sold them. <laughs> <You> sold <laughs> no. I lo- that's
0: You sold the talkers?
4: I sold the talkers too. Yeah. Okay. So why I- we call them
6: Minolta Squawkers.
0: We won't get into that, will we? No we yeah. won't.
6: So anyways, <laughs> for a camera that uh, came out in nineteen eighty one, it holds its hold has held up remarkably well. If this had a working flash, it would probably be great for Lots of indoor photographs. but Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Thanks, Mark. I'm with the remarkable
1: new Minolta Talker. When the light's too dim, it talks to you.
4: Too dark. Use
1: flash. When you're out of flash range, it tells you. Check distance. And when the camera's empty? Load film. It's the auto-exposure, auto-focus,
6: 35-millimeter camera that loads, advances, and rewinds the film all automatically. The new
1: Minolta Talker talks you into good pictures. Great pictures. Only from the mind of Minota.
4: Hey, Matt. Hey. What, <laughs> what does Matt mean in Yoshika Matt? They did not make all these cameras for you. They or certainly did not. The, the Sensomatic camera was not made
5: specifically for you. What the heck does Matt mean? Do you know? I, I don't, but I'm certain it's not why my name was spelled like that.
4: <laughs> I think you might have an idea.
5: Uh, uh, Mathematic Nope Montevideo Oh no, it's not for Matt Mat-matic?
4: Automatic? Automatic But we think of uh, cameras being automatic today As autofocus and everything But uh, TLRs were a little less automatic Than the Yashica Mat And so they uh, added some fine little features to it And called it Yashica Mat But it stood for automatic Anybody that used it It was uh, a shortened version of uh, Automatic.
5: Wait, what was Automatic in the Ashika mat? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They actually did
4: put a meter in it. Oh, a okay. of, of lot of medium TLRs mm-hmm. do not have meters in them. Mm. Of course, there was the 124. We knew that was 12 frames. Yes. Yes. And the G, the gold version, 124 G. 12
2: frames or 24 frames. That's why it's yeah. exactly. 124.
4: Yep, yep. 124. Easy change from the back. This this is a good one. Mikey asked me this the other day. What's uh-huh. the X mean in Panatomic X, Tri-X, Plus-X? X. I never thought about it before. Not too much. Not for a long time. Let's Panchromatic? See. The X, what's the X stand for? What does the X stand for? Extra fine oh,
0: because oh.
6: you know, uh, 5222 two, two is called
0: double X or
4: double X. Yeah, so why yeah.
0: is that double X? Why plus X one
6: X? Oh, maybe X is slow speed, XX is faster speed, and you got it. X is... It's a speed thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, kind
4: of the original versions of them so, were either X or original version was the name, and then when they were able to make it faster, uh-huh. put an X on it, and then when you get up to that speedy, that speedy tri X stuff.
6: Woo-hoo! Why isn't Panatomic
5: X in half X? No, because it was the beginning. Oh, okay. It How many beginning. Xs are in T-Max 3200? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the maximum. T to the max. the max-ist with, with 16 Xs. Max
4: X. <laughs> Another, f- this one, oh, we might get letters, I don't know. <laughs> A lot of camera manufacturers, when they started off with SLRs, they called them the F system. Nikon uses F. Yeah. Canon uses F. They had the F. First, um, Olympus was an F T L Y F. Why F?
6: Why the F not?
5: Finder? Uh-uh.
4: It was... Focal plane? Reflex, oh, but there is no R really available in the Asian language. So they went with the F part of reflex, the flex Whoa. part. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's interesting. One last one. You know, people say, is there something wrong with my camera? And I noticed this with Mark's Lens Baby. Half of the viewfinder's dark. What's wrong with my camera? I've got a split in the middle, a micro prism crawler, matte on the outside, but that where I focus in the middle, half of it's gone black.
6: Because you're wearing polarized glasses.
4: No. Oh. And since I have no audience participation here, I'll just go ahead and tell you why. Mike, Mike, do you know why? And you notice the stronger the lens, the harder it is to get both sides of that split cleared up to focus with.
0: So when you're focusing and you have a split prism, and you're just trying to get them lined up together...
4: Right, and half of it goes black.
0: I've never noticed that. Have you?
4: Yeah, lots. With, yeah. M- with uh, you marks. You do
0: why does Why? Why?
4: Your eye's not perfectly centered through the viewfinder. <gasps> oh. So your eye must be always perfectly centered. Oh. You must have a, uh, yeah, it's a ergonomic f- head.
5: It's because the split prisms are Fresnels, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and Fresnels have a very, very tight angle of view.
4: And if you go too far raising it's, your head, you have to tell them, keep the, keep, keep the uh, camera... Focus. Keep the camera nice, level. It? There it goes. Goes right? Yep. And as you tip it up and down or move your head up and down, it goes, yeah. Do you see it happening? Yep. Yeah. Because you're not centered. Yep. Now, if you have your lens baby, give that to um, Mike to look at. It happens very easy there. Stronger the lens. The easier it is More to happen. More extreme that
5: shift is. Yes, yep.
4: and that's why a lot of times too on a very long lens, it's almost easier to use the matte area or the micro prism collar area mm-hmm. of a focusing screen right. than the very center.
5: Same thing happens in LF. If so, you have a very oh, strong Fresnel okay. on there, it's easier to use the standard lens with I didn't the Fresnel. Much about it, so now super I know. wide, super long. You're you're better off without. Exactly. Yep.
4: So another little bit of nonsense, worthless trivia
5: i learned something there
4: you, there you go let's see if you learn something else here anybody no. else got anything well leslie do you have a segment <laughs> yes i do what are we going to talk about today you check out mike and she gets done
0: like. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh let's get, get a spin off your own film podcast yes all. i all am coming soon
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. leslie's <laughs> <Tomorrow>. lingering <laughs> i don't know I'm going to talk about kind of a weird Canon camera Oh, that uh, is called the Canon A2E. And it's not, this is just not a common camera. But years ago, and I know I've talked about this before, I bought a bulk lot of cameras off of somebody on eBay. They were advertised as 35 millimeter, non-working, non-complete cameras. The dealer also advertised, or the seller I should say, that if you purchased enough from his eBay store, anything over $50 he'd give you, or $75 maybe, I'm not sure what it was, uh, you can get free shipping. So uh, this Buy It Now was just under that, because shipping's going to be expensive for 50 or so SLR cameras. So I just shopped around, bought a $6 or $7 item, and and, uh, got away with it. Thank you very much. I was planning on stripping the cameras down for parts. It was very much into steampunk cameras at the time. And high school kids decorating point-and-shoot cameras, one-time-use cameras, and going with the whole steampunk thing to get them interested in using these cameras. I let them design them themselves. But as I was going through this box of cameras, I found out that a lot of them just needed batteries. Or contacts cleaned mm. or other little tricks of the trade. And that is what I actually found out with this Canon EOS A two E. What's an A two E?
5: Oh my god, I think this is loaded. EOS EOS. I never Eos. heard of a A two E. How no, many people but have?
4: But have you but have you heard of an EOS five? No. No, not really. Okay.
3: Hey, it it looks IAF? more,
4: a little bit more like actually one of the Alans, mm-hmm. where we're familiar yeah. with the Rebels. In the last was two, three years, I have used this camera more than any other of my SLR cameras. There's, it, it fit. I paid 75 cents for it when I divided everything <laughs> all down amongst these cameras. Maybe that's part of the love. I think I could not find an original selling price. But I think it was somewhere around 600 dollars, and I had it at the Walking Workshop 2 and Walking Workshop 3, and Mike says, "You know you've never done a segment on that, but you always seem to have it with you True. So uh, I got I thinking about it, what clicked about clicked, ha ah. ha! What, what clicked about this camera is I picked it up, and it was plug and play for me. Even though it has nearly every option on it available, this thing is so well set up. I never had to download or crack a manual. If I wanted to change the DX on it, to overwrite it to something that didn't have it, it was easy to find. If I wanted to overwrite exposure, it was so easy to do. I just didn't have to look up or refer to it. So when I wrote this segment out, I thought, eh, maybe you ought to read the manual. I'll do that. Downloaded and read it, I found out the camera was debuted in 1992, and it was called an EOS-5 mm. in Japan. But here in the U.S., the, every place else it's EOS-5, but here in the U.S., it was the A2E. It's why I didn't readily recognize it as being in the EOS family. It's not familiar. The A2E sets this camera into my infamous, first, fast, historic camera because of what the E stands for. And it stands for eye control. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. It's like, ooh, I don't want a camera looking at my eye, seeing where I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a CCD sensor in here. And it has two little infrared LEDs built into the left side of the viewfinder. They call them IREDS. R-E-A-D-S. And they detect the area you're looking at. And they target an AF zone for that. That corresponds to that area. So you not the camera, determined the point of focus. Cool. If you wear glasses, there is a second set of diodes that kick in, and the problem solved. I'm a Terminator. Sabotan Systems Model 101. Wise thinking. Another feature, this, I should have read the manual. Another feature was if you glance over to the side at the depth of field icon in the viewfinder, it'll automatically close the lens down for you so that you can visually check your depth of field without referring to or going to a button on the outside of the camera. Now, currently, mine does not do this because I am going to have to calibrate it. Apparently, it never was, or maybe it's set without batteries for so long it simply just forgot. But I have not calibrated it from my eye yet, but there are instructions in the manual that uh, if that happens or you buy it secondhand, you can calibrate it For your eye, Uh, the thing is, it all sounds very good and works very well if you're shooting horizontals. But there did apparently seem to be problems when you did verticals. You can override the focus; it's not a super big deal, but it is an autofocus camera. Has a dedicated flash built in. I do like having those small little pop-up flashes. There's a shoe on top with a uh, five-pin connector, so it's very much in tune with a dedicated flash. It is TTL through the lens. So it reads exposure through the lens to talk to the flash. Sure, the film is quick loading and accurate. It should be. It's an auto load. It'll do three frames a second or a high speed at five frames, which gets you into motor drive rather than winder. It is autofocus, so that's your clue that it's probably an EF mount lens. It has the typical... Aperture priority, shutter priority, manual, program modes, as well as a what I call a picture preset. Picture preset meaning the little running man if it's fast, and the little head if it's a portrait, that kind of thing. I have a couple other cameras in this family. This camera weighs a pound and a half, and this is very reasonable to me is there a because, big block of metal because yeah, maybe I could take it out and lighten the load. Because currently, I'm also working with a Nikon F4.
2: Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God. They're so freaking heavy. They are
4: so freaking heavy. I've had to hire a little neighbor kid up the street just to carry my camera.
2: I brought that thing all over England with me like an idiot.
4: (gasps) And then I put a great big piece of glass on it, and it's just made it worse. I don't think it's going to survive me. This operates off that ever-classic but rather expensive 2CR5. A lot of people don't like that battery. It's a big one, lots of money. Done real quick. Um, Well, they estimate... Thirty-five rolls. They say thirty-five but rolls. Estimate thirty-five rolls. rolls and half of them being flash pictures. Yeah, how
5: many? How many are IAF out of existence? It's twelve exposure <laughs> rolls. No, <laughs> I don't know. But,
4: but uh, yeah, three metering modes. One is called evaluate, Did you get <laughs> which is. <laughs> well, sorry, Leslie. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, Leslie. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: go right ahead. Mark does ask me. I just took a roll of sixteen millimeter film out of the camera is yes. Virgin it's Film. I'm looking at it. I'm looking to see if, if the camera scratched it.
4: Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. And he wanted to know if he I'm got anything. Polaroid. Uh, what's should Instant. I be looking at the emulsion side? Yeah, awesome. yeah Polaroid, motion Polaroid side.
2: made motion picture cameras? And they did, oh, yes. yes. They would develop in the on the, the, camera, on the, the, on the you sprockets. You had to put it into are you the processor. Well? Yes. Yes. No, no, no. Oh, into the viewer. The box viewer.
4: The television box viewer and the Uh, first run of it was processing and that's also the viewer that you played it back in.
1: Imagine if someone invented a wonderful box and gave you a way to catch little pieces of your life so that you could see them again anytime by just dropping them into the box. Now, now, wouldn't that be something? Well, it is something. Polar Vision, Polaroids, instant movies. Seconds after you shoot, you've got it. And you'll still have it, even when certain persons go off to college.
4: But they made one, yes. unless well, so you were saying something about the uh, A2E? I, I, I was saying something about <laughs> the A2E. That it had three... That's the way well way this show up. has gone... Right, I'm thank never, you, Leslie. I'm never right. going to work in this industry again! <laughs> Oh, the... the um,
5: Take your chair and get <laughs> out of here. <laughs>
4: That's right. The metering modes are in an evaluate, which was a 16 zone mode. We use zones a lot today for focusing. And it works very well for almost anything except in extreme condition. But it does have good old center-weighted, and it does have a spot meter. So you can uh, use an exposure dial if you want to change the settings in the auto mode, or you can go into the manual mode, all right from the top. Also, that dial is where you choose those picture modes, that kind of thing. Viewfinder is very bright. It's big. It's brighter than a Rebel. It's brighter than an Elan, which some people were kind of honked about. Not the rebel part, but having an in lawn and having this camera be brighter. I wonder why I wrote that. There's an interesting, I wrote a little note here, and okay. I wrote this segment some time ago. Oh, yes, Matt's got his banana up.
5: I try not to.
3: <laughs> 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 Never mind. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the first first off, we,
6: we have a
4: flash cube, we have Can't it taped found. onto a Sharpie marker, and when someone across the table has a question, we just raise the flash cube up.
6: Except for Matt. He Matt couldn't find
4: it, and so he raised his banana up, and it's a banana, but, <laughs> go ahead, Matt.
5: This has been bugging me. Yes. I've always wondered about IAF, so only vaguely related. In IAF... Does it favor lighter colored eyes or darker eyes? Because I can never get it to work really well, and I have very dark eyes. Good question. Well, you think it's
4: a Japanese so you know what I do for that better. situation? I run it down to the collar and the neck that's in the same plane, the best I can adjust, with the eyes. It's not perfect, but I have had that fail, too. Oh,
5: because... That's I'm, I'm looking EA, for the plane yeah.
4: straight down, oh, and I there's gotcha. almost always a lot more difference between a skin tone and a collar tone. And I've got a line there to focus on. Because it's
5: still looking for that
4: contrast. It's okay. still looking for that contrast.
5: Gotcha. That's a good idea. I never thought about that.
4: I'm, I'm going to kind of read this little paragraph I wrote verbatim because I wrote this a long time ago. I said, there's an interesting little factoid. At the time of production, there was a U.S. patent on the use of digital scale to show plus or minus override... Uh, when you were in the manual mode to show this in the viewfinder. Canon did not want to pay the patent holder to use this and therefore eliminated the plus 2 and minus 2 in half stops. Oh, no, actually, what they eliminated it in the plus 2 and minus 2 and just indicated that you were over or underexposed in the viewfinder. So you don't know by how much oh. because they didn't want to pay the patent holder. I, I don't know who had it. Japanese models have it, the EOS 5.0. Has that, the full viewfinder. And if you had the US version camera, you could pay a third party, maybe the patent holder, I don't know, for a firmware update on it. <coughs> so, film yeah. camera
5: with a firmware update. Yeah, that's,
4: that's, that's a modern term that you don't hear on anything going back quite that far. Uh, shutter speed, no questions, it covered it 30 seconds to 1 8,000th of a second. That little tiny flash is dedicated. It depends on, um, there's three focal lengths, so as you change the wideness or talliness of your lens, it compensates. It will reach out to 43 feet hmm. with 100-speed film.
2: Well, it is dedicated.
4: It is. Mirror lockup, you bet. Self-timer, you bet. Puts the EOS 3 to shame and low-light focusing. Autofocus assistance, so you know it sends out that little irritating red beam optional focusing screens is consumer camera that was very nice pc socket built in there again and what's a consumer camera you don't always see um pc socket so you don't have to adapt that shoe if you're using a standard one and blow blow the shoe out <laughs> i hate blowing those shoes out yeah
1: Yeah, and
5: that's, and that's a full five-pin TTL. Yes, it is. Oh, mm-hmm. so you can put modern stuff on there then. Sure can. Beautiful. Sixteen custom functions,
4: including up to a nine exposure on a single frame of film. So the little they're all under little doors on the back. It's very quiet. Certainly a lot more quiet than my canomatic Scamera. Body's tough. It is uh, fiberglass with polycarbonate over it. So it is very, very tough. Metal lens mount, not all of them in this area were.
3: Hmm.
4: You see a lot of these plastic ones. It was marketed, though, really as a prosumer. Many pros use it as their their backup, with their backup equipment. It's got all the great, techie greatness you ever wanted. Uh, I really didn't know half of what this camera did until I thumbed through that manual. And I may have gotten mine out of the dead box um, because the Reason that I got this one is a very common problem. The dial on the top that allows you to turn the camera off and on or go into the modes freezes up. And I thought it's broken, so I just manhandled it. And uh, it does. work, but it can be, it never clicks in, so I have to watch it. It'll only click into off. I can spin it rather freely. It hasn't really bothered me. But I'm just so, so very comfortable with this camera and how it used and how it fit and how it reacted, how it exposes. The uh, Some of my favorite shots in the last c- couple years have come out of this camera, which is to Mike's pleasure because I was not a Canon shooter, but I currently keep a little twenty eight one oh five on this. And I love using this little zoom lens on here. It's a USM lens, one of the better quality lenses. Hey Leslie, Prices today. Now. Peanuts. It is. It is loaded, I think, but I don't care. Um, it's peanuts. 60 bucks. Yeah.
5: Oh, you just answered my question. Okay. 60 bucks. <laughs> well, no. Uh, why would I get this over uh, an EOS 3 or an EOS 1? You just answered well, it. Well,
4: number one over the EOS 1, it focuses in lower light and much more accurate and much brighter. Over the EOS 3, if That's I said 1, I meant 3. Interesting.
5: Because yes. so many of the wedding shooters and the hip folks out there, they always ask for the 1V or the 1V with the grip. This, this is perfect. Absolutely. And
4: $60. Unbelievable. So if you're really looking to experience the EOS experience add to your collection this is one that's commonly not searched for by Mm -hmm. a2e you may look for it as eos 5 but um i have really really adored this camera i am so comfortable with it and so pleased with it it's thoroughly surprised me thank you leslie yes (laughs) anyone (laughs) anyone else so, w- yes. what was that camera?
2: Have you shot with it? it- <laughs> <laughs>
4: right. Well, Mike. <laughs> Where'd you get it? Yeah. How much is it worth? What work? sort of film does it take? Exactly. Now, is that a 35 millimeter camera or is that a 135? <laughs> it looks impressive. Actually. We'll let you know when we're done. Mike, do you have anything for us?
0: Uh, uh, let's
2: see M- Mike's brought a Criterion camera, it looks like. we 43 minutes in. We put on the show here. It's not- well,
4: well, uh, um- well I, um, <laughs> I... What are you doing, Mike? <laughs> You've
6: been bouncing around like a little elf.
0: Well, I, if, if anyone heard the, no- <laughs> the noise in the background, like, like all sorts of crazy stuff, um, I don't know, maybe a year or so. Uh, you either mail this in a box full of stuff, or you brought it. I brought person. it, yeah. And this is a Keystone 16mm A-12... Criterion Deluxe. Deluxe. What's oh. motion's what coming from? What lens is this? Well, a lens that's, this. That's,
6: a, that's a Cook lens.
0: But what, what millimeter? The one Ooh, inch. Cook. Got the Cook look.
6: <laughs> it's a 25 millimeter.
0: Oh, a 25 millimeter. Yeah. That You sure one inch isn't 17 millimeter? No, one inch is 25 millimeters. I'm really rusty, folks. Anyhow, what, lastly, what else you got?
4: I, I think we're done.
0: Oh. Well, we're, Matt's on his laptop. Uh, uh, Mark and uh, Martha, two marks, are like like Jimmy jamming with little 16 millimeter lenses. Leslie is patiently sitting there, spacing out. And it's time to listen to some uh, Ballard. There you go.
1: Mm. <laughs> it's moving. It's just
0: very good. Oh, you're saying it didn't even get to it didn't even get to Affinity.
4: Well, everybody, we I, th- oh. I thank you all for listening. Got another quarter
0: turn out of it. <laughs> uh, Leslie, thank yeah. you very much for guest hosting. <laughs> sure. Uh, and uh, we'll be back very soon. Right, Matt? Hey, two weeks.
6: And they're done playing with <laughs> their toys.
0: Yeah. It's been an exciting 2019 play.
6: One inch to 17 millimeters. That's what it's saying. Not one inch equals. Oh, one hold inch on. To...
0: And we'll be back in two weeks. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. dot <laughs> Hey!
3: <laughs> every day I think about you every day Anyway